or that. Some printing yeah, issues on the yeah. Even this, which is complete, this is incomplete. There is certain section missing. 120. Something, something's missing. Yeah. What's missing? I'll show you. I don't know whether you own a page 120. 120. Right? Yes, that's the page. Okay. Today we are going to study Maha Satipatthana Sutta, create discourse on the establishment of mindfulness. I go through the Pali as uh, everybody is familiar with the Pali and also it is better for us to uh, use Pali words. Uh, for our own uh, understanding. Uh, this discourse was delivered in Kuru. Uh, Kuru country, there are several very important discourses that Buddha has delivered in Kuru country. Uh, this is uh, one of them. And there, the Buddha, as we see, uh, addressed the bhikkhus and uh, straight away he said, uh, bhikkhus, this is the direct path for the purification of beings, for the surmounting of sorrow and lamentation, for the disappearance of pain and grief, for the attainment of the true way, for the realization of Nibbana, namely the four foundations for establishment of mindfulness. Now here, the first uh, word, ekāyano ayangbhikkave maggo, ekāyana. It has been translated into English as the direct path. Uh, I think that is very good uh, uh, 
version. In other places like Ujuko Nama Somaggo, also you can see in this uh, Vandana book and somewhere, uh, the path is straight, Ujuko Nama, Uju. Uh, here it is used Ekayana. Some people translate this as uh, the lonely path. Ek means one. Uh, Ayana means uh, traveling, going, treading. Uh, so, uh, but direct path is a good translation. There are many paths, uh, paths to go to heavens, paths to go to animal realms, paths to go to hellish realms, path to go to human realms, and the path to go to Brahma realms, and so forth. There are many paths, but only one path goes direct to attainment of liberation. And that is why Buddha used. Another place he used the word Ujumagami Akkata Gachyata Manivatata. Go straight, the direct path, don't stop. So, the eka in a direct path is the correct uh, translation. And then, the, at the very outset in this discourse, Buddha has given the purpose of this practice. This fivefold purpose we must emphasize every time we think about it and talk about it. And uh, the, the first purpose is visuddhya, sattanang visuddhya, for the purification of beings. The purification is an essential part, purification of our mind. There are seven purifications explained in uh, Ratha Vinita Sutta in Majjhimanikaya. And uh, these, these are the seven steps of purification that Venerable Buddha Goza has uh, elaborated in Visuddhi Magda. So, start, starting with uh, Sila Visuddhi, purification of morality, Kitta Visuddhi, purification of mind, uh, Diti Visuddhi, purification of views, purification of doubt, Kanka Vitrana Visuddhi, and purification of uh, the path, Patipada Visuddhi, Jnana Visuddhi Wisdom, purification of path and non-path, and uh, so on. There are seven states of purification. The purpose of practicing mindfulness is to purify the mind. Uh, we don't practice mindfulness for any other purpose for good health, for better appearance, and make good friends, uh, and get along with people, 
all these are fringe benefits. They all happen. <coughs> uh, they all are important for our living in society with others. Of course, uh, mindfulness is sabbatagamini patipada. Mindfulness is the all-pervasive uh, practice going in every wholesome direction. Uh, so, the first purpose, therefore, as we repeat in the at the, the <coughs> renewal of precept, we say sabba papa sakarna kusala sukhasampada sachitta pariyodapana the purification of mind. Uh, purification of mind in every respect is absolutely necessary. All our illness, uh, mental, psychological problems arise from not purifying our mind. This is a very powerful uh, psychological approach to live a very healthy, meaningful life, purifying our mental states. Number one. Second purpose is Soka Paryadhavana Samatikamaya for the surmounting of sorrow and lamentation. Sorrow arises from uh, hate, uh, uh, greed. Uh, lamentation arises from greed. And sorrow arises from hatred. Lamentation can arise from hatred. Sorrow arises from confusion, delusion. Lamentation can arise from delusion. That means when we purify the mind, we purify from greed, hatred and delusion. When these are pur- removed or temporarily tem- weakened, our sorrow and lamentation at that moment, during that time, according to dependent origination, we know according to dependent origination, when one exists, other exists. When the uh, greed exists, sorrow, lamentation, pain also exists. When greed fades away, the mind at that time, free from sorrow, and lamentation. When hatred fades away, as hatred is fading away, the absence of sorrow, lamentation also slowly follow, existing at the same time. So these are very important remedy. We learn whatever medicines in the world there is none like the medicine of Dhamma. You see? And therefore, this very, very important thing to remember. Okay? <coughs> the third purpose uh, is Dukkha Dvamanasanam Atthangamaya for the disappearance of pain and grief. Uh, the pain here is not physical pain. Physical pain definitely exists even when we are mindful, but psychological pain, mental pain, as Buddha said to uh, Nakulapita, 
when Nakulapita was sick and old, he complained to the Buddha that he has aches and pains all over. And then Buddha asked him, However, if your body is aching, don't let the mind ache. <laughs> Keep the mind pure, clean. Uh, grief. Also when we are mindful, grief will not attack us, affect us. Uh, we learn all these things later on in details when we go to Dhamma and Prasanna. Then the fourth purpose is for the attainment of true way, Nyaya Sadhigamaya. Nyaya is the, what is the true way? The Noble Eightfold Path. When we practice mindfulness, we certainly, naturally uh, glide into or fall into the Noble Eightfold Path. On the one hand, mindfulness is one of the noble steps of the Noble Eightfold Path. Seven steps. And therefore, practice of mindfulness is uh, putting us on the right path, true path. Bhikkhu uh, Bodhi used uh, as true path, we normally translate it as right path. Then, for the realization of Nibbana, after all, when we follow this noble lightfall path, where do we end? Directly in Nibbana. That is why at the very beginning he said, this is the direct path. You see, everything he has said here, every step lead to, all the road leads to Rome. <laughs> every step leads to the Nibbana. So realization of Nibbana. See the word <coughs> uh, Nibbana is a Satchikiriya. This Satchikiriya is uh, not understanding. Uh, understanding is uh, one thing. Satchikiriya, realization is another. Uh, when we understand, we understand theoretically, logically, rationally, with uh, through discussions, by reading uh, and thinking, we understand. But realizing is completely different from that. Realizing is uh, totally, we cannot make hundred people realize, we can people make, we can make hundred percent understand by using words, similes, parables, examples, and so on and so forth. We can make someone understand, but we cannot make somebody realize. No, not even the Buddha could make us realize. Therefore, realization is very, very much personal, 100% experience. Uh, 
experience. So for the experiencing Nibbāna, we follow these steps. We follow the mindful. We follow mindfulness. All these are uh, other 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 uh, benefits or purposes, uh, all leading to the realization of nibbana. See the Buddha's way of explaining things at the very beginning, in his introduction. You know, people who write uh, good. Uh, uh, academic papers, uh, thesis. Uh, first, they write the summary at the very in the first uh, paragraph. <laughs> they give the summary of what he is going to say in the essay, his, his paper, or in his book. Like this, in this discourse, uh, he gave us at the very outset the entire summary of this uh, complete summary of this discourse. Uh, and that is why he is teaching, as you see in uh, Ch- Chakka Sutta, uh, it is Adi Kalyanam, Madhya Kalyanam, Pariyosana Kalyanam, uh, Satang Sabhyanjanam, Kevala Paripunnam, and so forth. I teach the Dhamma, the whose beginning is excellent, middle is excellent, end is excellent. So this is the beginning of this discourse. Its beginning is excellent beginning. Then, uh, what are the four? What are the four? Here bhikkhu, a bhikkhu dwells contemplating the body, in the body. Ardent, clearly comprehending, mindful, having subdued, uh, longing and grief for the world. Here, kāya kāya anupasi virati, Atapi sampajano satima vinaya loke abhijyadomana sanghiya loka, the world uh, having subdued longing and grief for the world. Abhijya actually is uh, intense greed for others' property. Abhijya. Uh, see the spelling abhijja and avijja. In avijja, ignorance. Abhijja, covetousness. Uh, greedy for others, whatever others have. Dhamanasa uh, is grief. Now, in the world, Here world is not what we call external world, world uh, where other people, animals and things and so forth and so on. Here world means our own mind and body. Uh, 
you all remember in Sanyukta Nikaya there is a discourse called uh, uh, what is this? Rohitasa. In the Rohitasa Sutta, uh, Buddha defined the world. What is the world? This very same one-fathom body with its consciousness do I call the, body, the world. Lokaṅca panya pemi, loka samudayaṅca panya pemi, loka nirodhaṅca panya pemi, loka nirodhagāminiya patipadāja panya pemi. Because in this one-fathom body, including its consciousness, one fathom means how big is the fathom? Six feet. Six feet. So in that measurement, I am not one fathom. Mm-hmm. In this room, I think you may be one fathom. Who else is six feet? You are six feet? Not even close. Mm-hmm. Eh? No. No. You? No, but. Okay. <coughs> you? No. Okay. He is one fathom. In that measurement. So the one fathom means when you stretch your hands like this from middle fingertip to the middle fingertip, that stretch is one fathom. When you measure yourself, this is your height. And therefore each of us is a fathom of our own personal measurement. In this body, with his own consciousness. Buddha declares the world. So covetousness is not, I am not going to remove your covetousness. <coughs> Can I? No. No. I cannot. I must be mindful to remove my covetousness. Covetousness in this body and mind. Right? So, this is called in this world, in this world. And we must, when we uh, understand this, we have to understand in a very practical way. Uh, Then the grief also is in this mind, in this one for them, body. When we talk about uh, uh, mind, uh, we all must understand mind is in this, in this, within this body. Uh, we are not talking about the mind existing outside this body. Mind, this is the, the home for the mind in this body. Uh, don't ask where it is, where the mind is, that is the different uh, <laughs> discussion. Uh, we can discuss it some other times. Uh, but for this uh, purpose, we just uh, understand that the mind is not something uh, existing, mind only concept. There is a teaching called mind only, Vinyapti Matratas and so forth, and uh, the Buddha's teaching uh, does not show any particular place that mind exists outside this body. And therefore, 
when we talk about the world, we have to understand it is this body. And also, Vinaya. Vinaya means discipline. Uh, we learn Vinaya. Uh, Vinaya means having discipline. So the translation, English translation is subdued. That means having tempered, having removed, uh, uh, reduced, having uh, weakened, because at the very beginning of mindfulness practice we cannot get rid of covetousness or grief. Uh, that is uh, one of the purposes as we already saw, and therefore that is the goal. Goal is total removal of our covetousness and grief. Uh, now here, uh, at the beginning, we at least due to during the period we practice mindfulness, intense mindfulness, uh, we are supposed to practice mindfulness all the time. But when we begin to practice it, we should not let covetousness and grief be in our way. We have to remove it out of our way for temporarily uh, put it, it is, we shelve it and we say to goodbye to them, say goodbye to them, you wait, you wait until I finish my practice, you tell our grief and covetousness, wait for a minute, don't rush, don't make me, make it difficult, don't get in my way. That's what we have to do. That's what it means. Uh, when we practice mindfulness of the body, during that time grief can arise, covetousness can arise, uh, then we have to uh, put it aside. Then the other word is uh, ardent, atapi, uh, Pali word is atapi. That is the striving with the determination, with with uh, what you call uh, commitment, uh, being very serious and uh, making effort. Effort. What kind of effort? Effort to overcome or temporarily suspend uh, covetousness and. Uh, what you call grief. Uh, then sampajano. We learn sampajana next in following sections. Uh, there are in uh, commentary. Uh, sampajana has been divided into four. We will discuss it later on. <coughs> now at this moment we uh, understand only this much clearly comprehending, clearly comprehending. Kāyekāyanapasi uh, viharati. Viharati means dwells, lives. That also is uh, should be emphasized because 
Mindfulness is not something one time practice. It is the practice incorporating that we incorporate into our life. The viharati means living, dwelling. Dwelling means sitting, standing, walking, lying down, eating, drinking, walking, doing, getting uh, engaged in all kind of activities. In order to include all this, the word viharati is deliberately used. <coughs> it's not uh, one-time, part-time uh, practice. <coughs> Same goes with uh, Vedana, feelings, and then uh, Chitta, consciousness, uh, or the mind, then Dhamma, mind, uh, we, we uh, use my dhamma here, <coughs> mind objects, but the translation is phenomena. Uh, it is more uh, appropriate word, I suppose, phenomena. Uh, in each of these we become, we should be mindful, make effort, we should understand them properly and uh, uh, subdue our covetousness and grief. So these are the four foundations of mindfulness, for establishment of mindfulness. Uh, now, then Buddha goes on to elaborate. This is the, uh, the introduction. Uh, sort of say uh, prologue. Then <coughs> he asked the bhikkhus, and how bhikkhus does the bhikkhu dwell contemplating the body in the body? How then? Now, kaya anupasi, vedana anupasi, chitta anupasi, dhamma anupasi, here we have to uh, pause and try to understand kaya anupassi. Anupassi means we have to understand we are practicing vipassana. For vipassana we have to have anupassana. Here Buddha shows anupassana. The anupassana is also a very important word. Anu, uh, anu is in, used in Pali in two meanings. One is uh, 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 fine, fine material uh, form. Finest is paramanu. Paramanu. Paramanu means the the uh, finest matter. Uh, sometimes it is called atom. Atom. Paramanu. For atom in Pali and Sanskrit called Paramanu. So Anu is therefore very fine matter. Anupasana means that is one meaning. Fine, finest matter is Anu. Anu, when we use, use it in a uh, combined with Pasana, 
Pasana means seeing. Anu there becomes uh, prefix to pasana. Therefore, anupasana means seeing as it is happening. There are examples. Uh, when you sit, suppose there is a, a child who wants to learn to sit. When you sit, child also sits with, with you, imitating you. That is called When you sit, child imitates you. Their anu is uh, doing something, happening something simultaneously. Anupasana. Gachanto anugachyati. When someone goes, uh, you also go. That is what in uh, uh, Maharahulovada Sutta, I think Chul Rahulovada Sutta, I don't remember where. Rahula was following the Buddha, following his footsteps. Anugachyati, Tathagatang Anugachyati. Going along with it, imitating his own footsteps. Anu. Similarly, that is that is the second meaning. We have to take that meaning in this context. That means when something is happening, mind also is following it, following that action. Mind is not lagging behind the action. So mind it becomes fully. That is why it is a comprehending, fully becoming fully aware. Uh, we uh, to practice mindfulness we have to be fully aware of what is happening we can see when we come to other sections we will explain it uh, uh, more in some little more detail and therefore in the first place we must understand kaya anupasana vedana anupasana we we see feeling as it is happening, arising, as it is passing away. Chitta Anupasana, we follow the mind as something happening to the mind, and we follow the phenomenon as something happening in the phenomena. Uh, that's what it means, Hap- paying attention to something as it is happening, anupasana. So Buddha goes, to expl- goes into explanation, detail, detailed explanation. Then he says, here bhikkhu, here a bhikkhu, having gone to the forest, to the foot, foot of a tree, or to an empty hut, sits down, having folded his legs crosswise, straighten his body, and sit, set up mindfulness in front of him. Just mindful he breathes in, just mindful he breathes out. Now, here is another word that uh, has been translated into English in various ways, that is... Uh, uh, 
Parimukham Satin, mindfulness in front of him. Here, in front does not mean uh, a spatial front. Here, in front means temporal front, meaning in the present moment. In the present moment. When something is happening in the present moment, that is the moment one has to be mindful of that particular <coughs> happening. Uh, even if you fall asleep, you become mindful of falling asleep. <laughs> so that. <laughs> so you can wake up. Eh? Mm-hmm. You can wake up. <laughs> Okay. Keep in mind in front. Uh, sometimes uh, parimukha, abhimukha, uh, both are similar words. Uh, keep in mind in the present moment. Sitting in cross-legged, keeping the body straight, upright. Uh, he start the practice. Now, this does not mean that we always have to go to a forest, empty hut, or root of a tree to practice mindfulness of breathing. Why? That is not the only place where we breathe. <laughs> we breathe all the time. Then why did the Buddha ask a bhikkhu or gave in this discourse this is how a bhikkhu practiced mindfulness of breathing, mindfulness of, of uh, the body. Uh, this is the uh, very, very serious, intense beginning of the mindfulness practice the beginning. Uh, suppose somebody has never done practice of mindfulness, never practiced mindfulness, uh, that person has to follow these instructions. Somebody who has practiced mindfulness doesn't have to go to a, a forest or empty house and so on all the time. Uh, but this is for a total, complete, fresh person, beginner. Uh, so sometimes people can argue, how can we find that, how can we sit under a tree in the dead of winter, or go to an empty house where there is no heat, and so on. Somebody can uh, pose a question. But uh, this is the reason why this, this is uh, a very practical teaching. So for a very beginner, this is how he begins. Then he mindfully breathed in, just mindfully breathed in, just mindfully breathed out. Where does this just come from? 
just come from eva, eva, emphasizing. That means uh, one thing at a time. In order to emphasize, to do one, pay attention to one thing at a time. At that time, pay attention only to the breath. Satova asasati, satova asasati. Were implied in second sentence. First sentence satova asasati. Just mindfully, mindfully breathes. And the second one, sato eva is not mentioned, but eva is implied as it is used in the first one. That means we follow the same pattern. Just with mindfully, mindfully he breathes in and mindfully breathes out. Now, there is no any other description of the mindfulness, the description of the breathing at the very beginning, that is the very first beginning. And then he goes into the using uh, adjectives, adverbs. Dīgaṅvāsa santo now, here the translation is he understand I breathe in long. When he breathes in long, he understands I breathe in long. Now, although I breathe in long is used as subject predicate, I the subject, the rest is predicate, and it is a full complete sentence. Grammatically, in, in the language, we have to use this language, this grammar. I breathe in. But what he does in practice, uh, what it really implies, what it implies is. Uh, as the breath comes in, the person, a bhikkhu or whoever, becomes fully aware of inhaling breath. Without saying, I breathe in long or I breathe out long. He becomes fully aware of the length of the breath. No words, no concepts, no ideas. If we use the concepts, ideas and so forth, our mind will be uh, will be lodged in the word, concept. Mind goes to the word, sentences, concepts. But here we don't, at the very beginning, <coughs> At the very beginning, we avoid all the verbalizing, conceptualizing. Simply pay total attention to the length of the breath. 
<coughs> now now we have to train ourselves in this case train to experience the whole body here some people say body is the the rest of the body now uh, we move away from the breathing and become aware of the whole body uh, i don't know where they got that idea but in uh, uh, this sutta nanapana satisutta the when we talk about the breath we talk only about the breath in uh, you remember sambhakaya uh, parsanga means a whole body means the whole breath body experience the whole body means whole breath body breath is the body in anapana sadhisuddha buddha said breath is one of the bodies if you go to the anapana sadhisuddha you will see buddha said asasa pasaso khayanya taram another body and also if you see chula vedanta sutta venerable dhamma dinna emphasize when uh, ex husband previous former husband asked her, what is kaya sankara she said inhaling and exhaling is all kaya sankara bodily activities so uh, here in the anapana satisutta buddha said very clearly uh, inhaling and exhaling is one of the bodies inhaling exhaling one of the bodies and in maharaulo also also buddha said the internal body is the same as external body that means internal air is the same as external air so here body means experience in the whole body i breathe in and he uh, he trained us experience the whole body i breathe out that means there has to be a special tra- we have to train our mind train our mind to stay with the breath and see the entire breathing process breath body without it going into other body if we goes to if we go to other body that means rest of the body we are not training disciplining here uh, he trains us that is the that is why the word train vine uh, uh, what do you call uh, uh, sikkati the word sikkati sikkha means discipline and so we have to train the mind 
to stay on the breathing. If you don't rain, mind can go to other parts of the body. There are other sections of the mindfulness of meditation, mindfulness meditation, dealing with other sections that like uh, 32 parts and the body, uh, four elements and so forth. These are dealing with other parts of the body. Here in this section we deal only with the breath body. We should not jump into other parts of the body right now, at the very beginning. This is one section. In this section, we have to train ourselves, discipline ourselves. The meditator must discipline himself or herself to stay in that particular area. And as I mentioned from the very beginning, pay attention to one thing at a time. In this case, we pay attention only to the breath during this section. To do that, we have to have a training. Otherwise, mind will be all over the rest of the body. Then we cannot uh, uh, understand what is going on in the breath. We want to know what is going on in the breath. Or what, what is happening with the breath. Then, Pasambhayankaya Sankaranga Sissami Sikati Tranquilize in the body for bodily formation. I will breathe in. He trains thus tranquilize in the body. I breathe in. Breathe out. Now, uh, here again, bodily formations. Kaya Sankara. Kaya Sankara is Inhaling and exhaling. In Chula Vedala Sutta and elsewhere, Kaya Sankara is explained as bodily, uh, inhaling and exhaling. So that inhaling and exhaling must be kept in mind as a bodily function. What bodily function? Bodily function of the breath. Because breath is taken as a body, its function is this. Its function is uh, <coughs> what we have already discussed. And Pasambhayang uh, uh, means tranquilizing. Tranquilizing does not mean that we deliberately try to tranquilize. Harder we try to tranquilize, lesser tranquilized it will be. We cannot deliberately tranquilize the body. When we keep paying total attention to the breath without doing anything on trying to manipulate breath or trying to control breath or do anything, anything in the form of manipulation of breath, breath naturally becomes tranquilled. And when it naturally becomes tranquil, we train the mind to stay with that feeling of tranquility. It naturally arises. The natural unfolding of tranquility should be noticed by trying, without trying to deliberately making it tranquil. When we try to tranquilize the body 
it will not become tranquilized. So, uh, long breath is naturally long, short breath is naturally short. How short? Because when the lungs are tired of one pattern of breathing, maybe short breath, um, breathe, 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 and then mind, the lungs takes a little break, and then suppose you breathe at a certain speed, and then suddenly then breathe again. Take a long breath and breathe out and then breathe. If you watch a child or somebody sleeping, you can see that. Breathe and breathe and breathe and breathe. Suddenly take a deep breath and then go into regular breathing. So the person doesn't do it deliberately. Lungs themselves, like our eyes, when the eyes are tired, blinks, eyes blink. We don't deliberately do that. When the eyes are tired, it happens. Similarly, when the lungs are tired of breathing at certain speed, certain level, then lungs want to take a little break and then change the pattern and then take deep breath. So that is natural. Short <coughs> breath also like that. And then we had to train, that is why the word uh, Sikhati, up to this Rasanga Pasasamiti, Pajanati. And then when we come to uh, knowing the entire breath body, there we have to train the mind. That is why the word Sikhati is used. Train the mind to stay on the course on that particular segment as it is. That is the last two sections are called Sikhati. Previous two sections are called Pajanati. You you don't do anything (coughs) to make it long or short, but to, uh, uh, to become aware of the breath body Instead of letting instead of letting go the mind letting the mind go to the other part of the body, we have to train. Sikhati. Discipline. So we stop here for now and have a break and come again. Then I show the the missing parties. Should we resume? Hmm? Time should we resume?